0: One, two, three, four. Hey everyone, I thought I would do a little intro. Today's episode's a little bit different. I do it with one of my best friends, Mackenzie Ford. We read your funny date stories. And I did the first episode of this around Valentine's Day and it was so much fun. That episode also had like funny dates, cute stories, just like love stories. But this time around, I literally just picked funny stories. Some of them are so funny that you don't even think it's real. Like I was like, no way this is a real story, but it is. Heads up, though, we do talk about some inappropriate content, so, you know, if you're listening to this podcast out loud, just keep that in mind. And also the first half of the episode, we just talk about relationships in general, not necessarily dating, just kind of friendships um, and family relationships. So if you want to listen to the funny date stories, I'll put like a timestamp in the show notes of when you can listen to them. But let's get straight into it, and I hope you like this episode. Welcome back to the Well Now It podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. I'm here with my really good friend, Mackenzie Ford. Mack and I were roommates in our last year of university. We were in the same program together. It was so much fun. And today we're here to record the funny date story episodes. I know I've been talking about it for a while, but we're finally getting around to it. We tried doing it in person, but it's just a little easier over Zoom. So we're going to be reading some funny date stories, but before we get into it, we're going to chat mostly about you know, how life has been for the both of us and also relationships in general, whether that's romantic with your family and friends. So just kind of going over all that as a topic as a whole. So Mac, how have you been? How has this last year been for you and kind of just give a little intro of like, you know, who you are and kind of what you do.
1: Hello. I'm Mackenzie. Like Sam said, we were really good friends, we still are, and roommates in the university. And so how's this year been for me? Honestly, like I kind of like everyone else. Uh has definitely been a low patch with a lot of highs scattered in there. I feel like if I think of this year as like anything else, it was like the biggest learning year of arguably my life, <laughs> having to be put through a lot and then how to recoup. And like, that's what we're talking about today. Still maintain relationships or develop relationships amongst everything. So, it's been a period of growth. And I finally, like right now, I feel so good in life. And I'm so happy to talk to you again. So it's it's nice to now have the perspective to be able to look back on things and feel like you've somewhat come out on the other side. But yeah, it's world.
0: Yes. I feel like both of us have just been on quite a journey, not just this year, but like since we've known each other. I feel like first started getting close. We were both at like, you know, like a darker you know, area <laughs> yeah. in her life, we're both like, oh, this is fucking shitty. Um, but I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. Yeah, like, what have you what have you been up to apart from working?
1: So apart from working, I, you know, this about me, I'm such a busy body of like, I'm so bad at sitting still. <laughs> so all winter, that was really, Skiing and spending time outside right now, trying to get back into biking, moving soon, and then planning some trips for the summer. That's part of what I've had to get my head around this year too, of how I thought my future would be, which was ending school, working really hard, and then traveling for a couple of years. And so obviously with COVID that did not go according to plan. So feeling really hopeful now that even if it's just in BC again, I have started just to plan so much to just branch out from home. And that's mainly what I'm occupied by, a move, same with you. Mm -hmm. And then looking really forward to seeing people I haven't seen in a while. I mean, regaining connection and then just having a lot of fun. I feel like if that's how I want to summarize the next six months or the summer for me is just really like saying yes to more and just reaching outside my goal because we're now allowed to do so. And just like letting it be a period where I don't have to be mature. I don't have to be grown up anymore and making such tough decisions like I did for the past year. It's now okay, I can breathe. I can relax a little bit and just enjoy myself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because this past year, I feel like after everything, you're like, oh my God, what if this happens again? So being a yes man, I love that. I agree with you. I hope that summer is like that for me too. And, you know, shifting a little bit about like relationships and whether that's dating or with with, with friends, you've always been pretty well connected in, you know, all the relationships in your life. So how do you maintain that? Let's talk about like friends specifically, and then we can go into like family and then maybe dating.
1: I feel like friends is the one that I have mostly figured out. (laughs) I mean, the other two, (laughs) thank you. The other two, not necessarily. And I think anyone who knows me well would say the same of, for me, I pretty much from growing up and everything, consider my friends, my family, they there who I've always been the closest to. And I'm really lucky that I have developed very close friendships with people and people that I've known since I was eight when I moved to Vancouver, to people I met in university. And so I feel really upheld in my friendships and that I have figured out how to do the same with my friends. The biggest thing that I would say there is just treating your friends like a relationship. I think a lot of other people make a distinction between what they would ask from their significant other or what they would give to a partner. It's then seeing friends as kind of more transient, moving in and out of their life, that they don't have to give as much or open up as much to develop the same kind of connection and that they'll save that for like the special person who will finally understand or yeah really hiding away those parts of themselves and just operating at more of a surface level of friends they can party with and for me I see it really differently of my friends are the people who I would say know me better than I know myself better than my family knows me better than of relationships i had I love like taking my friends out for dates of getting them flowers for a surprise getting them their favorite meal and then us making that together or planning adventures all these things that can really develop a relationship and make the pair of you feel special to one another and then that breeds the ground for you wanting to develop closeness and sharing certain things like you and I, we did that when we we're having like a picnic on the beach that first time. Of uh, a lot of people probably wouldn't do that with their friends, just like yeah. call you off and be like, but I have a picnic with me night, But that's that's what I do with my friends. And I love that. And I love having those people
0: that yeah. I can be there for. Totally, totally. And I think you're very much um like you give your a lot of yourself in your friendships. Like you're very much there for your closest friends, even people that you just met. I know that you've you put a lot of to yourself. You put, and How do you not, you know, give away too much of yourself? Because it can be exhausting putting out all that energy. Um, And, you know, sometimes I know that you like your alone time as well. So how do you kind of balance that by being a good friend and being there for someone like a hundred percent, but then also realizing you have your own needs, you have your own mental health that you want to sort out with.
1: As I've grown up, I feel like I have changed my version of what 100% is. And that has really been a good shift for me of having such long-term friendships as well. I remember when I was younger, I thought of 100% being both of you are 100% there at all times. Mm -hmm. And whether that's a relationship or a friendship, that's just not realistic. There will be times in your life where like I will be so busy and I will only be able to show up 70 and that other person can show up 100 or knowing that it's a give take really feeling that you're in there for the long haul, if you've chosen a person that you want that longevity with, knowing that it will come in waves and becoming more comfortable with that. So really anchoring in those friendships that don't see each other for a week or two, doesn't mean you're not close anymore. That doesn't mean you're not good friends. And so still honoring each other's space in that friendship that you have it then doesn't feel like you're giving a part of yourself away because it's not like I'm abandoning what I do every day to put the needs of my friends first. Some weeks I really might be prioritizing self-care and then just communicating that to my friends would be
0: of a really high importance. So you've mentioned that you've had a really good group of friends since a young age and you've built that you know connection and that trust. But what about the people looking for a good group of people that are like, like-minded to them and especially in your adult you know, lifestyle and age is kind of hard to meet people. Um, It's only really through work. So do you have any advice there to kind of, you might not have the answer because it's kind of like a loaded question, but where can you find those like-minded people and how can you connect with those people?
1: First of all, even for me, of course, still looking for that too of, I don't feel like my bucket's ever full of figuring out who I want to be in my life. Like if I get overwhelmed, something I Or if I get anxious, something that I find really grounding to think of is that I've yet to meet all the people that I will love and I've yet to meet all the people that will love me. So, keeping that door open, even for myself, I think coming at it without a sense of guardedness or pride and ego that will come across as too eager or too needy. Like, you can have friend crushes. That is such a real thing. Mm -hmm. And if a girl, or a guy that I just met, um, asked me like, for my number and to plan a hangout or like when me on Instagram or something of that sort, just because they thought that we'd get along. I would love that. Or even now, I mean, we're both in business and that sounds so cheesy of like networking, but if someone even was like, Hey, I want to pick your brain about your university career path or like your interests and how you have time for that with career. Like, That's just an example. But if someone asked me out for a coffee date on that, maybe we're more used to that because we're used to networking stuff. But I'd be like, this is so awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think finding any mutual activities, that's been a big one for me.
0: Yeah, 100%. And like your comment about us being in business and used to like networking and stuff like for us, it seems so natural. But I know some of my other friends who didn't study in that genre or aren't used to networking luncheons, they're like, what? That's so weird to just like ask someone that. But again, you'll never know if you if you don't ask, right?
1: I also think of it as whether that's a friendship or a relationship or anything. Yeah. Any mature person, if they're met with somebody asking them out in a way that's friend or relationship is just going to be flattered. Yes. Nobody is going to say, oh, that's so weird. I can't believe that this person asked me, blah, blah, blah. They'll <laughs> love it. So just don't doubt yourself as much confidence is what
0: will get you there. Yeah. Or fake it, fake it till you make it. Um, So before we get into the stories, I know that you mentioned that you have a pretty good grasp of, you know, relationships with your friends, but not sorry to put you on the spot, but with like family or dating and stuff, you know, that's, I don't want to use the word struggle, not that you're struggling at all, but you know, it's more of a challenge for you maybe, or for most people too, like even for me, it is. Um, so how do you manage those and how do you think you can maybe transition some of the, um, like the knowledge that you have with your friendships into family and dating, or do you think those are just two completely like departments and you can't really mesh those together?
1: I definitely think it translates across because ultimately, no matter what it is, you're just looking for people that you want to develop a closeness with, and that you want to, have life with and learn from and share good and bad experiences with, so it doesn't really matter in what capacity. I think for me, in the dating field, I, this year especially, <laughs> i <I'm> like, <laughs> oh God, mm-hmm. um, learned quite a bit of how to stand up for myself more, of in, like meeting people and choosing people that are good for me, I can maybe do that with friends a little bit more. And I think a lot of people can think similarly of friends. It's easier to, because you've done that your whole life, have a magnet towards the people that would be positive influences for you. Whereas in dating, not to say the people I've been with haven't been positive, but a lot of us have a really complicated situation of why you pick the people that you do. Yeah. So you do put more thought into it or sometimes less thought of why you're actually going down that route and then having to unlearn certain patterns. Fewer people have to put in the thought I would say into unlearning why they're two friends that they are. So I would say holding the people I date to the same standard of my friends has been a thing for me that I will give people more leeway than i perhaps would my friends and i think it's the opposite for many other people uh, they'll give their friends more leeway than the person they date
0: mm-hmm. but
1: like i was saying these are all people that you want in your life that you want closeness with and you are such an important part of that your boundaries and really rethinking and coming up with that story of who you want to play in that and What part of that story is broken? What part of how you want to show up is something you're doing just because you think you have to? And what part of that could you work on? What part of that is working really well for you? So for me, that's been a big thing this year, especially has been in relationships, rethinking the story that I tell myself of what I have to do and who I have to be in those that I don't put the same constraints on constraints on in my friendships
0: Mm -hmm. and I am so proud of you through like the entire few years that I've known you or I don't know how many years it's been now but Mm -hmm. I am so proud to see you just grow as a human as a person you've just been such a great friend to me Um, I'm sorry to get all like sad and like (laughs) but like Mac has been such a like ball of sunshine and such a great support system for me you Um, always call me ball of sunshine that's part of it too showing up authentically I can get
1: anyone who knows me, you've probably seen me cry more than any other human being you've ever seen cry. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So true. Uh, Mac is also very good at like judging someone's character from the get-go for me. I'm like, uh, they seem okay. And you're like, Oh no, did you see this? And this, and this? And you're, like, <laughs> you're acting like, like pick people apart. No, 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 no. But I can count on you for like an honest opinion. Always.
1: It's getting in tune with your gut.
0: Yes, I am I'm learning to get there. Okay. So do you want to start with the dating story? Should we get on to that? Yeah, yeah let's
1: Okay. Do
0: it. hi, it's me. I'm just popping in to say if you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, and follow me on Instagram at Well Now at Podcast and let me know what you thought of this episode. Okay, let's get back to the interview. So, you know, I've been sent a lot, but I picked random ones. Some are like LOL, some are like holy shit, that sucks. So there's just a range of different stories okay um i'll start with the first one and then we can you know you can read one i can read one okay so the first one my boyfriend and i have been in an on and off long distance relationship from the beginning at the time we had known each other been dating for two months i had just flown to his hometown basically so we could continue getting to know each other naturally the very first night we had a bender and a half together got home quite drunky poo and passed it on the bed Before I know it, I wake up to his naked ass standing at the bedside, peeing on me. Obviously, I immediately jump off the bed and out of the stream. I wake him up out of his confused days and quietly tell him to deal with the sheets while I take a shower. Fast forward to the morning time. He had no recollection of the event that happened a few hours prior. So surprisingly, I straight up tell him he peed on me, et cetera. And I shit you not to this very day. He still doesn't believe it happened. At least peeing on someone isn't a relationship deal breaker. We all know that, don't we? So I think they're still together after he had peed on her, but like did not remember.
1: I mean, wow, <laughs> that person has oh my an god, next level patience. If you know me, if with peeing oh or barf or, or anything, barf or anything, I get grossed out really easily. I would. Bye.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember. So Mac is like. Honestly terrified of anyone barfing. Like, I think for yourself, you're okay, but anyone barfing in general, you're like, got to go, like, not well. And I think there was one time, I don't know, I think maybe it was St. Patty's or something. And I was so sick. I came out of the room. I think I looked green. You said like I just had a different color on my face. And I was like, okay, okay. And then I went, and then I like remembered that Mag hated it. I'm like, okay, so I can't barf from the toilet because she'll hear me. So like the best you know situation for me the best case scenario was to barf in the garbage in our kitchen that was that made sense to me and it and was then put it outside on the front step for days <laughs> yeah and I was just like I don't know what to do with that so I just
1: like left it outside. and then you were sleeping in and I woke up and <laughs> opened the front door that's
0: like way more
1: traumatic I know I
0: know I was like in my mind it just made sense to go to the garbage <laughs> can instead of the bathroom you know good times good times anyways I feel so bad for that girl I think I I don't even know if someone peed on me I and like this seems like they just started to get to know each other like this was like the early stages of dating
1: I mean that's love if you can get past that good for you I I mean if I loved yeah if I was there I probably would too
0: but wow wow okay do you want to read the next one
1: yes okay I have a story, which to me is one of the worst, but to others is the funniest story ever. I was on a date summer evening. We were drinking outside the pub while standing. We were really into one another, and it wasn't our first date. We have been having an extremely strong chemistry, and that night was the night we were going to go all the way. <laughs> so we were flirting there, and you could feel the air was steaming hot between us, and we were about to kiss. And then... A seagull shot on the front of my head, just above my forehead. Oh my god, I wanted to die. I immediately ran to the toilet to wash it off. It was disgusting and the smell was horrific. Easily the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. What makes the story even more ridiculous is the fact that the guy still wanted to hook up with me, so we did.
0: Oh my god. What is that considered good luck, though? Like, imagine that just falling right on your forehead.
1: I think it is supposed to be good luck. I- when I was younger, in like elementary school, I always wanted to get shot on by a bird because then I thought I'd get to go home. <laughs> wait, what? I like love school, but I don't know. Maybe I was just in it for the
0: drama. I was like, I really want to get pooped on by. A bird. So you don't go to school, or because wait, what was your reason? Go home. Oh, so you'd go home because you're like a bird pooped on. Yeah, it's,
1: it's never happened to me, but um, that sucks. I mean, like ideally, not in the
0: heat of the, the mo. That's super not ideal. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened to me. I don't think a bird has ever pooped on me. Maybe I just have bad luck. Yeah. Shame on us. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next Okay. This one's kind of long. Let's see. Okay. Hey girl. So here's my story. At 22, I had known this guy for about five or six years. We had a brief fling when we were in high school, but it never turned into anything. We became really good friends and eventually developed real feelings for each other over the years. When we were both finally single at the same time, we decided to go out for a drive and just see how it went. We drove up to a walk port around Port Perry, a spot that I've heard about but never actually been to. It's a super cute area with a marina, all kinds of small shops, parks. We were there after dark, just kind of wandering along the shore chatting. It was going really well and it was very clear that both of us had been waiting for a moment like this for a long time. I knew that this guy was the guy I wanted to be with. We had been walking for a bit and I decided to take a seat on a tall ledge along the beach. It was early spring, so I checked with my foot to make sure the sand wasn't too muddy before stepping into it. It felt pretty solid, so I swung my other leg to get seated. But alas, it wasn't sand. It was a thick layer of leaves that had gathered into the harbor at the top of the water and had been sitting there decaying since last fall. So just just as quick as I got into the false land, I disappeared below the surface of the water and it was about neck deep and smelled absolutely terrible. So like this girl, okay, I can't show my hands because they can't see, but like up to your neck. My date just <laughs> stood there, mouth agape, while I screamed that my car keys and phone were in both my pockets. My phone had was long gone to the bottom of the lake, but luckily my keys were hanging on the edge of my pocket by a thread. I pulled myself out of the water and promptly stripped out of my clothes, which I never do on a first date. But this was an exception while having a small panic attack. He was probably more in shock than I was, but he did give me a hoodie to wear on the way home. Obviously, I didn't want to show up at my parents' house covered in mud and plants with no clothes on. My date took me back to his place, put my clothes in the wash, got me some of his pajamas, and set me up in the shower. I didn't end up heading home until 3 in the morning. Trying to get my hands on a new phone was a nightmare, but I'll probably never find the story as funny as my family does now that they know about it. But I'm happy to say that our absolutely disastrous first date wasn't a dead end. We've been together for four years now and are engaged, and to be married next year. Oh, my God. What? That's wild. That one that's that's intense
1: Better I mean months. I personally would find some maybe I wouldn't on a first date but something like that I would find so funny like talk about breaking the tension if you if you're like Shrek in the swamp yeah
0: oh my god I didn't even be think of that literally <laughs>
1: that, that's really funny
0: that's so funny okay um
1: Fiona Fiona Okay, so story number five. Yeah. After I got out of a relationship, I went on my first day back in the market. We went for a long bike ride through Deep Cove in North Vancouver. Oh my god, I swear this isn't me. <laughs> when I got back to the truck, I realized I didn't have my keys. I was visibly panicking. We had to re-bike our entire ride, and she ended up missing a very important family dinner. It was quite the time. What happened between the two of you? She was actually really cool about the whole thing. I think she saw that I was visibly sweating with anxiety, half because of the situation and half because I hadn't dated in a while and this was happening. So she was
0: easygoing about it.
1: We had another date and then she moved away, but it ended up being a funny story to tell in the end.
0: Wow! Like, if you guys, if you're not from Vancouver and biking from, where did you go to? Oh, Deep Cove and North, North Van. Like Deep Cove is super bumpy, so for her and them to like go back and forth, that's a trek. This is like making. the person do like hill sprints yeah on a first date yeah like oops
1: (laughs) I I did that once for well I guess like I knew the person but like basically first date still um biked up one of the hills in like the steepest hill in North Van and or in Deep Cove and it was the same I literally just put in my headphones and played WAP the whole time because I was like (laughs) <laughs> literally couldn't breathe. So the find that they had to do that like multiple nice. times. Yeah. That's
0: I a, I did it last summer and there's a hill. I don't know if you know where it is, but like, you know, 29th in Lawnsdale. It's like from Lynn Valley. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like it's literally just vertical. It's the steepest hill. We I was with Miha, and we literally like, cause we came from Deep Cove and we had done the trip oh, like yeah. back and forth. And then by that hill, we literally had to call his dad and be like, we can't get off this hill. <laughs> Pick us up because it was just so bad. Yeah, biking up hills dates, a no-go. I know. Would you do it for a first date, like a bike ride though? like because you like biking right well, I would do thing, I, I did that but oh. my mistake that
1: I went with someone who's biked since they were a child oh. and they're also they were like a six foot three man and I'm five mm-hmm. four yeah. so that's when I, that's when I literally <laughs> just put in I was going like headphones in absolute max capacity like yeah. pedal to the metal listening to WAP, and they're just like absolutely chilling not even holding their handlebars. one hand on my back pushing me up it was a little embarrassing but um i mean again that wasn't a deal breaker they teased me that for forever so would i do it again no
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's so funny um okay story six uh this isn't a very long story but i went on a date one time with this guy who was traveling and staying in band for a few months Anyways, turns out he was traveling with his brother and felt bad doing things without him. So he thought, so he brought his brother on the date. I felt super weird, LOL, but didn't really know how to bounce. So we got coffee and walked around for like an hour. And then I was like, okay, bye guys. Um, And then this person also mentioned that I think she, or they enjoyed spending more time with the brother rather than like the person they were supposed to be dating.
1: There's nothing like absolutely nothing worse than when you're not even two minutes. 30 seconds in
0: this is a no yeah I know in my gut this is a no and you just what do you do like you know you're on a hinge or a date that you haven't met them in person real life and you can kind of feel this isn't going to work out what do you do like you can't really bolt like what if they're enjoying themselves
1: I mean I don't like online date a ton um Mm -hmm. probably because like the one I did was not feel.
0: Yes. I, <laughs> I, like, <have. laughs>
1: you know, I like I mean nothing bad happened to clarify, but it was exactly that of within you looked so good on I think it was Hinge. And then um he picked me up in his car that was like fully pimped on the sides of like like flames and shit. Oh my God. And then I got in and he within like 30 seconds decided to tell me that, um, him and like four of his roommates had messaged me (laughs) oh and then dueled for who could actually take me out, which don't admit that. Don't
0: don't. It's like one of those things. Don't tell me, don't tell Don't tell me.
1: And then, um, that was his roommate's car who like lost the duel. And, and then we went out for drinks. And so immediately, no. That's a no-go, <laughs> yeah. Go verbal. And then we went out for drinks. And he proceeded to just tell me that his biggest passion in life was fish. And he really wanted to be a fish farmer, like Forrest Gump level. Of um, Yeah, that was Ooh. super interesting. And he... I guess forgot that I was, like, three years younger, so only referred to me as kiddo.
0: Oh, God. That just gets worse, like, from the the dueling to the fish. Yeah. And then and then kiddo. Oh, my God. I can't believe you stayed that entire time. Well, I didn't want to be rude, so. Oh, God.
1: Hey. And then I um, didn't, on my date again, haven't for uh,
0: five years. <laughs> and he scarred you, so if you're listening, Mr. Fishman. Maybe better than I was yep yep (laughs) okay Okay. why don't you read uh story seven it's kind of sporadic and bullet points but I think you can okay I think you can get it
1: I think this one needs like a dramatic reading it reads like a play yes it's bullet points everybody so piece it together (laughs) (laughs) Dave and I knew each other but I wanted to make our first official date special got opportunity to Vancouver fashion show so I bring her and we enjoyed drinks throughout the show I drink a lot admittedly but i'm also a bartender and used to drinking so without thinking i always offer her a drink when i get one and she always says yes i think nothing of it i respect that (laughs) (laughs) round two end of show friend provides me with two free tickets to canucks game this is awesome because amazing friends so boom first date just got an upgrade hit the game we're winning unreal because you know the canucks thought this person's really setting me up While to read this repeat repeat drinking situation from vfs okay
0: for fashion show
1: okay i right. was like i don't know what that means bullet points i go to bathroom come back she's bent over her chair a bit you all good <laughs> taps from behind stranger bro yeah she puked <laughs> points to the ground me oh shit ha 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 um, are you okay can i get you some water her I'm fine I just had one of those burps that wasn't a burp honestly oh my god I'm just a little drunk I'm fine I'm gonna go clean myself up in the bathroom (laughs) me I'm coming her no you're not I'm fine honestly sorry pause how drunk was she to puke on the ground
0: (laughs) I know and you think it's a little burp and it's more than that you know she's the story is not manual. <laughs> well.
1: okay diving back in me fuck all right Cleans puke as best i can with napkins while trying to focus on the game realizes i should not have let her go alone and panic runs to the closest female bathroom and see two workers about to go in with a wheelchair <laughs> is that for the girl in there with the snake skip snake top brunette them <laughs> yeah she yours? <laughs> Me. I guess so. <laughs> oh my god. Walk into the bathroom with her in wheelchair, making this expression. <laughs> also, if you can't see my expression, it's the like, I don't know. Yeah, the two arms up like, what <laughs> uh, no, the rah, Face. The drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Brackets. Wheelchair her out of venue. Carry her into cab
0: and then home. That's absolutely heinous oh my god that is that is so bad
1: first of all have you ever been drunk enough that you'd have to be in a wheelchair I I actually
0: I haven't I don't know if that's um impressive uh if I'm very worried for that person uh I don't know what number date this was because if that's date number one like
1: just say no to the probably 10th
0: drink I, I mean, think maybe, okay so this they knew each other but this was a first date like <laughs> this was a like an actual first date oh my god I feel like I'm trying to put myself in the girl's perspective maybe as he's giving her drinks she doesn't want to like be like oh I can't handle my alcohol or maybe she doesn't want to <laughs> be ungrateful for the drinks I'm trying to like trying to put myself yeah, in her mind why she's not refusing them
1: I'm trying to think too easier said than done refusing it um yeah not pointing the finger Happens no. happened to the best of us Um getting too over the edge so I feel you girl.
0: But um, that is quite devil. <laughs> um, that is wearisome. It's okay. Um, I think yeah. I'm. Sh- I i do not know what happened to them after this. If they want to date afterwards, but I wouldn't be embarrassed if I was her.
1: Legendary story. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Absolutely, never be embarrassed by any of this stuff. Stories to tell your friends and your kids. Always worth Very it. True.
0: And the good I mean, thing is, is that she, at least she wasn't just passed out on the ground. Like someone came, someone <laughs> got her a chair. Like at least she was safe in the end that's what I'm that's what I was concerned about next people said bro she yours and he said <laughs> yes so maybe that's their like defining the relationship right there true I hope the next person asked me out by saying bro you mine <laughs> I guess <laughs> because, with yes. okay uh number seven Uh, Went on a date with a guy from Paris. Ooh, He had recently moved to my city. We went to a pretty popular restaurant and had drinks at the bar. Later in the night, recognized someone walking by, and it was Eugene Levy. So if you don't know who he is, he's from Schitt's Creek and Cheaper by the Dozen. You're like the dad with the really big eyebrows. Oh, is it? Yes. You know, like, you know, in the Cheaper by the Dozen 2, where he's like um, fighting against that other family. Are we talking about eyebrow guy? I mean, eyebrow guy, really big eyebrows. Eugene. Oh yeah.
1: oh yeah, you had me
0: at eyebrow guy.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's quite famous. Anyway. Oh no no no! I
1: was thinking about eyebrow guy. This is like the older eyebrow guy. There's two eyebrow guys in *Cheaper by the Dozen*. Yes, everyone's gonna. No, not in *Cheaper by the Dozen*. Just oh. everyone's gonna know who I mean by eyebrow oh, guy.
0: You're talking no. about Shit's Creek. It's it's not his son. It's him. It's the dad. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I get she it. Saw, Yeah. So she, she saw Eugene Levy. The date was nothing special and just wanted to get laid. Fair enough, man. And my date had no idea who it was and I was freaking out. Later we go back to his apartment, which was completely unfurnished except for a couch and his bed, which I immediately get like serial killer vibes. He had the most incredible view though. He had lived there for a few months. That's why it was sweetie i feel like maybe it was empty maybe that's what they meant we ended up doing the deed he came in like three seconds and i realized i had blood on his sheets because i got my period i left quickly after that right after when i'd realized i left my favorite leather jacket i knew i didn't want to go back or see him again so i texted him to leave it in his lobby so i wouldn't see him again and then i never saw him again definitely needed to recover that leather jacket
1: um that's why you always need one friend on standby who y- you are their point person to getting all of the leftover items and you're yes. theirs. Yes. Or they're
0: yours. Um, yeah. And bleeding the sheets, man, like that happens. That's, I don't know if, I know, obviously it's, embarrassing. Yeah,
1: it's so embarrassing.
0: yeah, but it's, it is what it is. Okay. Let me just do this quick, short one and you can read story nine. Story nine pretty funny. I feel like you'll laugh. Okay, um, five minutes into a first date, backed into a parking spot in an underground and an AC unit smashed through my back window. This girl that I just met turned to me and said, "Oh, don't worry, I'm not a good driver either. SMH, so shaking my head, I swear I'm a good driver. And then this person literally just replaced their window yesterday. so months afterwards, most expensive date yet and didn't get a second. That's rough. That is rough because usually, you know, like your first date you're driving, this was a guy that sent this in. That's. And was probably feeling all great in his car. And then all of a sudden. Number yeah. one way to be humbled. Yeah, literally. You're like, oh, never mind. Okay. One
1: time I went on a date with this guy to a nice restaurant. I went to the washroom after Appy's. Naturally, I got up to do a quick spin, make sure everything looked all good. Horrified, I learned that there was a giant dog pee stain on my white blouse all on the back. We'd gone for a bike ride first, so I just brought the shirt in my bag and didn't notice it, but when I changed in between quickly, I was mortified. Then I noticed that there was something punched in my butt. I stuck my hand in my pants and pulled out dirty underwear from the last time I was wearing those pants. Again, mortified. I had no choice but to throw the underwear out because I didn't have pockets, but was sad because it was my favorite pair. I went back to the table and was like, So didn't realize my shirt was dirty, ha, ha, ha. And he was laughing, saying he wasn't going to say anything. I was embarrassed, but it is what it is. Okay, now no judging. I was also a bottle of wine deep. After dinner, I put my food in a to-go box and realized I had somewhere to put my underwear. Yes, it would ruin the food, but it was my favorite pair. So I went to the washroom, literally fished my dirty underwear out of the garbage, and put it in my to-go box. I mean, I loved this underwear. So anyways, we go back to his house, and I put my to-go box in the fridge. The next day, he texted me to tell me that I forgot my to-go box, and he hoped it's okay that he sent my leftovers with his brother for lunch. <gasps> I didn't realize what I had done. Believe it or not, we're still together four years later, and his brother is like family. Oh. My.
0: God. I know, when I first read that, I was like, that's not true. That's that's not real. No way that happened. But, oh my God. That.
1: Oh my god. Cuz they would not believe that that was not some extremely kinky weird thing.
0: I know, I know. Like I can't imagine what the brother was thinking like I I don't even like if that happened to me, I would just be like my brain would try to process what is underwear doing in a leftover box.
1: I would like I'd literally assume I pissed my sibling off.
0: Yeah. Is this a <laughs> prank? Is this a prank?
1: Is this a joke? Oh,
0: oh
1: my god. That is wild.
0: That's pretty funny. Okay. Which one am I at? Okay. So this is from that same person they sent it over. Okay. So I also told my friend the story and she did me one better. She stayed the night at a guy's place. She was starting to date. He went to work early the next morning and told her to enjoy herself that the door locked behind itself so she could leave whenever. So she had a shower, all that stuff, but she also had to take a shit. So she did, but the toilet would toilet wouldn't flush. So she found a ziploc bag and put the poop in the Ziploc bag to take and throw out because she was not leaving the shit in the toilet of the sky. She just started seeing. So she goes to leave and stops to take a right. Um, oh, stops to write a thanks for the last night XOXO note type of thing. She writes it on the counter and then leaves the door shuts. And she realized she left the bag of poop beside the thank you note where she stopped to write. So she literally left bag of poop that she said thanks for the last night. And he never spoke to her again. Is this real? This is real. So I was getting confused because right was spelt the wrong way. So I was like, why are they going? Are they going right or left? But yeah. No effing way. Because I feel
1: like I've heard of those, like, I don't know if it's like urban legend or whatever, yes. of like, girl throws poop a window. Yes. It But on the counter.
0: Yeah. If that person, straight up, if that person called them back would be a red flag. I know, like, wait. and Like, cause some people are into that kind of shit. I think that's really, like, like, it's like, a, like it's a fetish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, my. If someone had done that to me, I wouldn't even, first of all, I wouldn't believe it would be a mistake. I'd really want to take it so personally. That's, oh, my. Lo- These are just getting better I and better.
0: I know. I think. Like I, I, we've all been in those situations when the toilet is clogged and let's say you're at someone else's place. I thought you were going to say pan-
1: we've all been in the situations. Where no, know, no, 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 But
0: like, we've all been, I've all, I, you know, you panic, you know, so <laughs> it's not out of the ordinary for her to be like, I'm going to take this shit out. Cause it is embarrassing. Okay. Clogging a toilet is embarrassing, but I understand <laughs> like maybe putting the poop in a bag, like in a moment of panic, but I guess I would be so worried. I wouldn't think of forgetting it. I would like clutch onto it. But so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think
1: I would. I straight up like you would just clog it, and just let it be. No, like I don't know. Get a fork or something. <laughs> oh my god! they like problem solve. Right. That is, oh my god! I don't know. I mean, when there's a will, there's a way. They I, know, I the know. Execution like, was not flawless, though. So if you're gonna do it, really, that should be the only thing on your mind. That's what you I'm thinking. I'd be me. so
0: worried about it. Like I need to get poop out. Need to get poop out. Yeah. Like you better
1: be leaving immediately.
0: <laughs> we thought <Yeah>. baggie.
1: <laughs> You're not chilling afterwards. Oh my
0: gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um okay. Next one is a little bit sporadic. I'll let you, I'll let you read it. It's a little bit oh, I love this. This is a long one. Buckle up,
1: people. Um, okay. I matched with this girl on hinge. She was 29. I want to know how old this person was. I feel like that's um I think they were a little bit younger, like okay. probably our age. Let's role play. They were 22. <laughs> sure. Let's do that. Gonna say. <laughs> I was pretty amped about it. We were talking for two days and then I asked her, what are you doing this weekend? She says, let's do something. I went down to her place. I went upstairs and we started smoking weed. We were super baked. We left her house with her dog to get some takeout and sit on the beach. I got so baked. I was really <laughs> tripping. <laughs> relatable <laughs> I was so anxious about everything. When we were walking I was kind of suspicious of everybody around me because there was so many people. We were walking along and she suggests we go to Sunset Park. We get to Sunset Park I think to myself what the fuck is going on there's a tent set up there's a stage behind us massive concert stage being set up at the end of the park. There's a hill at the end of the park and there's a big sign saying we're the 19 percent there's people setting up with barbecues and drinks big groups. I don't understand what the, where the 19% means. Anyways, she says, let's sit right here. Dead center of the park, right in front of the stage. I was trying to get her to sit farther away because I did not want to sit there. She said, no, I don't want to move. <laughs> we sit down, start eating. More people start coming. Next thing I know to my right, a camera crew starts setting up. I was like, holy shit, I'm so high. So I stood up and wanted to leave and felt uncomfortable. She kept dropping hints while we were sitting down. She kept going on about asking me what I thought was going on. She said, I think it's anti-vax and anti-maskers protest. She definitely knew the whole time. There's no way she didn't know. So first date, she took me to an anti-maskers protest. I had to go to the bathroom, but the bathrooms were right by the camera crew, and I was looking around to see what was going on, and I see a big banner being set up that said, Vax or Fax. <laughs> I was like, "Holy well, fuck! Thank God I got out of there because I was going to be the first person you saw on TV." And I was like, "No, thanks. This is not go well." <laughs> That's an absolute um, roller coaster. So relatable. Of never take me in public anywhere when I've smoked weed. So
0: feel. <laughs> oh that. my gosh! Because I think Claire, this person is not anti-vax. Like they're you know they're for that, but. For them, for this to just like to be in the center of the stage and to be like he was going to be like the first person on camera. Can you imagine your family sees you on TV like an anti-vaxxers protest and like he just shows up?
1: You're like, oh god! Like eyes, like absolutely red, like eyes of saucers. Like oh, (laughs) just like so vaxxer vax, Vax, bro. That's
0: bold move. Yeah, and I don't think he uh, dom energy. Yeah,
1: bringing someone exactly where you want to go for numbers on your side would not recommend. I think
0: that's a bit of violation of their free will. But one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Okay, now we have our last story. I'll read it quickly. Okay, so I'm seeing this guy. I started to lose interest around his birthday, but I had to do this birthday event with him because I felt bad ghosting him right on his birthday. Kind of a nightmare situation: three couples and me and this guy, which sucked in the first place. So then we get along with our day, and then when we get home, we have sex and go to bed, wake up the next day and have sex in the morning. I was going with a lot of force on top of him, and all of a sudden, I hear a snap, and then I hear a pop, and then he started crying. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm trying to ghost this guy, and I felt so bad. So she essentially broke his dick. We went in the shower and and he started crying some more. Sorry, not we went in the shower. He went in the shower and started crying some more. It was such a bad situation. I asked him, did you want to go to the hospital? He said, no, it's okay. It's okay. He was super inflamed, which I mean, I think she's meaning his penis and wasn't doing well. After that night, I ghosted him. (laughs) That was the worst date I've ever been on, hands down. That's just... For all my guy listeners, I, I like I feel like they're probably just like cringing inside because I can't imagine how painful that is to snap your penis.
1: Oh my god. I mean, this is not good advice. But <laughs> I think I would have felt so bad I would have kept seeing them. Don't oh my do god. Like don't do that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> don't like, <laughs> I know it's not good advice. I would try not to actually do that, but like that's I feel so guilty. You you break their penis and you break their heart just like talk about two birds with one stone baby I know. you just annihilated them physically, emotionally and sexually.
0: Oh my god, I can't imagine. I would say I would feel bad too. I'd be like I need to take you to the hospital. Like what happens? Like can you can a doctor answer this? Any doctor a medical professional answer this like what happens when that snaps? Like does it not work properly in the future? Like how what happens to the penis? I'm worried for this guy, is he okay? Can he still have sex?
1: I don't know. Yeah, um, not a non-medical professional. Um, oh my God. That's, that's something else.
0: That is painful, but it's um, a great way, great one to end the date stories in the episode. Yeah. Getting absolutely broken. I'm kidding. <laughs> we love that. No, we don't. Um, no. Okay. Well, Mac, thank you so much for coming on the episode. I know like the Wi-Fi and the audio was a little weird at the beginning. So hopefully the sounds OK. I think my end's OK, but yours might be a little bit muffled. Hopefully we can fix that. But I apologize in advance if Sorry. it's hard to hear. No, it's OK. You know, Internet connectivity, it happens. But thanks again for coming on. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. That was a long episode. I know that. But if you liked it, let me know on Instagram at well now what Podcast, And I'll see you next week.